We are butt most focused <laughs> here tonight. Uh, wait, almost focused here tonight. Not to talk about butts like last week uh, with our special guest Sean. Hola, Sean. Just in case you are unaware, last week we spoke extensively about butts. This weekend we will try to refocus back onto legitimate gaming topics like penises and vaginas. And vaginas. Okay. Yeah. But most, mostly, honestly, we'll, we'll end up back at butts. That's it just fair. happens. It's, it's Finding where, of Isaac will it's come where up. Most Somebody will talk it's about where most Isaac's butt. Too. I mean, right. <laughs> at least everything we bring into our bodies. This is true. That's true. All right. At any rate, uh, Matt's also here. Hello, Matt. Hi. How are you? I'm fantastically well. So I, I meant to talk in like a soothing radio announcer voice. I was I was reviewing the podcast last week, and my wife was listening along with me. And she goes, wow, Nathaniel has a really good radio voice. I was like, oh, yeah, he does. What about me? She's like, eh, you're not terrible. <laughs> uh, so well, tell, I'm just going to talk like this the Tell whole her time. I said thank you. That was very <laughs> nice of her. And uh, you'll get there. You just have to learn to speak with your belly. No, I don't, I don't think I will. I, I have this very uh, throaty, nasally... Nerd, nerd voice. I you, talk, talk like a nerd. You are the yin to my yang. What can I say? Uh, so let's move it along here and get into our normal intro topic. What have you been playing this week? I want to start with Sean. Cause I'm curious. For the, our longtime listeners, you'll remember Sean's most recent gaming achievement was Quap. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe the original Bard's Tale yeah. ported to Android. Yep. And, yeah. And so a, and a great deal of 2048. Yes. Um, uh, oh, I didn't realize yeah. you'd gotten that's this a one. solid. That's yeah. a solid. Game. That's a legitimate that game a right game. there, and it's even on a computer. So I'd Not say a, you're firmly in the realm of computer gaming well, at that point. I feel dirty in some way, but did you play it on a mobile device though? Uh, no, I played it when I should have been working. That's I'm. That's a good the only way to play it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, so I was in Mexico this week, and on the bus back from Chichen Itza, I played, like, several hours of Bardsdale. It's like a three, or sorry, of, uh, Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger? Chrono Trigger, yes. Is a fantastic game. Um, it's one of my favorites. It's everyone's favorite. One of everyone's favorites. It's very pleasant. Well, it's, it's, looking back, kind of... Age is okay. Yeah, but at the time, it was an amazing, amazing game. And even today, it's it's got a very good cast of characters. The characterization is amazing. How it, far have you gotten? Um, I, the first real um, like level set of levels. We we jumped. Are through you in time the prison? Once. Oh no, no. Are I, you in the medieval you, castle? Yes. Did okay. you get the Princess frog yet? Missing. Have you met yes, the frog? Yes, I just met the frog. The the frog is so good. The frogs, <clears throat> dude. The frog was my G. When I played that game as a kid, I wanted to be that motherfucking frog. When I get tired of Futurama uh-huh. theme song is my ringtone, it's gonna be Frog's theme. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's ridiculous how much of that game I know. Like I know the plot of that game fucking inside and out. We I mean, maybe be- not as much as like hardcore addicts, but we want. I, I think we'll want to shy away from spoilers because I want to see Sean play more of it and hear about his experience with it. You you should you should play more. It's a game that gets substantially better as it goes and makes really excellent use of uh, limited choices being reflected upon it over time. 
like, as in the choices you make matter. Yeah, at some the point. choices you make are, matter and are used effectively. You know, like you're given sort of limited options, but they're presented in really natural ways, mm. and they have uh, some very interesting effects. It, it's a good. I mean, uh, we forgot to mention that this is a drunk cast. Oh yes, uh, I was having a hard time coming up with the intro name. I was thinking Drunkle Cast, but then I went for Buttmost Focus because it just <laughs> it just really got me in the, in the giblets. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's a good. It, I mean, it has a good storyline. If we're talking about, I mean, and I know last time we Sean was here, or maybe just when I was talking to Sean, he talked about one of the things he doesn't like about games is how they don't have as maybe not as much story as as novels. Um, but I feel like Chrono Trigger, I mean, it doesn't have a, as much story as a novel. Obviously, you're fighting a lot, but the parts that are moving along the plot, I think, are very interesting. It it plays like you're a character in a Greek epic set in sort of like a Japanese fantasy world, you know? That's how I've always kind of thought of it. Like, it's this massive narrative that covers huge amounts of ground and it's this like band of fighters who are literally at some points in a ship through like reality, yeah. basically. And uh, I, I don't know, it just feels very um, classical in a lot of its components. I, I also like it because I feel like it's one of the few science fiction. I mean, it is science fiction. Mm -hmm. It's one of the few science fiction uh, games that I actually really enjoy because I, I enjoy science fiction as a genre for reading but for for gaming i find it to be fairly lackluster it's all ships in space and what's the time machine fucking uh, uh what novel that everybody always references H. Time machine? yeah yeah like yeah. duh right so well i mean i mean when when you think of science fiction now, you mm -hmm. think of space, right? Yeah. I mean, what science fiction was born out of Mary Shelley, Frankenstein. You you have these, um, it's it's science, it's the future of science and some some later date and what life would be like with a potential scientific advancement. And so this one is with time control and demons. What is that like? Why are you doing weird hand mo magician hand I don't know. Movements? Last week you referenced my weird hand motions. I thought I'd do some this week. You, last week your weird hand motions were jerking off. Well, you know, I wanted to add <laughs> semaphore in there. Uh, so what else, Sean, other than Chrono Trigger? Um, the game of life? Yeah, pretty much the Mexico. The going to Mexico. What, what, do, what yeah. do people do when they don't play video games? Uh, read a lot. Oh, okay, that's fair. Dude... It's all a game, man. <laughs> How about you, Matt? What have you been playing this week? So, last cast, I made a promise that I wouldn't play Binding of Isaac. I played lies, a shit ton lies of Binding and of Isaac. Slander. It's, it, the more I play it, the more I like it. It's unfolding like a beautiful cactus flower. I, I just, ah, uh, I love that game. But I also, in due diligence, played several other games. So, I picked up the recent Humble Bundle, which That's I mentioned. Impressive had Shadow Warrior, which uh, Nathaniel was, was talking about. Turns out it's the original Shadow Warrior. Which not, I've never played. Not as fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's I mean, that's I'm good sure, to know. I'm sure it's fun, but there's just something about those those kind of first-gen FPS graphics that I just can't... I, they just make me feel super sick, and I just... I don't... I can't get immersed in them. It's, it's just like, here's a box throwing 
stars at things. Like, I don't, I just can't get into it. You know, it's a 3D environment where sprites are attacking you. Um, so I played some of Shadow Warrior. Not very much, though. Uh, I played Shantae? I meant to write Hold on, hold on, hold on. Down. Then you played some more Binding of Isaac. Actually, for the first week, I played almost no Binding of Isaac. Wow, so you stuck to it for a whole week. I did stick we, to it for a whole week. We sat down earlier tonight and played some trade back and forth Binding of Isaac, and Matt, Matt, like, I played, meh, you know, okay. Matt played like a fucking gifted god of the game. I'm pretty sure he did nothing the second week but play Binding of Isaac. That'd be a good guess. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Um, so let's say I played this game Shantae, which was in the Humble Bundle, which is actually something when I had a GBA, I was trying to get all the games I was interested in a DS and a, and a Game Boy Advance. And Shantae was something I was interested in. It's a Metroidvania. Um, but I didn't, I didn't like it. It, the, the characterization was just weird and nonsensical. Every woman, every woman in that game looks the exact same really skinny showing a ton of boobs and then just like different colors um and then the the gameplay is it was all right i i just the whole time i was playing it i didn't get a feel for what the theme of the game was it was just like it's a cartoon you know enemies were in random places the theme of the en enemies made no sense which is something i've never noticed before like but when you go to a level you want all the enemies to reflect the theme of that level and in this game you know you you'd see the same enemies in every level you'd see some variation but it wouldn't really speak to the theme of it so i stopped playing that uh for a scapegoat which you have been playing the shit out of a i've scape... seen you on steam yeah i a scapegoat was something i didn't think i would like it's a platform puzzler which i get tired of pretty quickly me too um but Speaking about theme again, it has this really pretty kind of stained glass church theme, uh, like natural lighting and very kind of um, blocks of colors with lots of angles. I mean, I guess stained glass. Uh, <laughs> it's very, it's very pretty. It's a very unique game, and I really liked it. I had what a good was it called again? It. Escape Goat Two. Oh, oh, Escape Goat. Yeah. Escape Goat Two, though. The two uh, is important. What was the Escape One Goat One like? I don't know. I never played it. Oh, this sounds like some some science we could do. Um, but go it, back in it time. Had, it yeah. had this thing that puzzle, like pretty puzzle platformers have that I like, like Braid, where the game is pretty, the mechanics are interesting, but the story is just nonsensical and, yeah. and random. Yeah. So that's how Escape Goat was. Uh, I have one other game I played that I was going to talk about, but I'm going to save it. <gasps> Because I feel like I've been rambling, and also I want to hear what you've been playing. Well, well, it was your turn. You, we got to let each other. I, speak. I know, I know, but this is such a great find of mine. Even though it's like number, you five just want on to indie savor games. it right now. I, I just okay. want to mull it over in my head. Release it at the proper moment. You're oh, gonna like, yeah. I'm gonna say something that's gonna be my crowning achievement for the night. You're gonna release that like a tidal wave of destruction upon my uh, my witty moment. Yeah, I'm really uncomfortable with this metaphor, so <laughs> you go. Uh, what have I been playing this week? I played a bunch of Mountain Blade this mm. week, uh, Warband, which I had played significantly probably a year and a half ago and really enjoyed. 
but I booted it up again. I have a self-imposed no new games this month rule because I have bought a fuckload of video games in the last two months. I kind of need that. Yeah, so I have been going through my back catalog. So I revisited it, and I had forgotten just how fun Mountain Blade really is. Uh, for those who don't know, I assume Sean probably well, don't heard of it. You might have yeah. seen me playing it at one point. You take on the role of like a medieval dude, and you just basically make up who you are, where you're from, and wander around a sort of medieval era fictional territory building an army building reputation taking over cities selling shit and uh it's got a lot of uh, the, the combat's really compelling there's great mounted combat where you just feel like a badass riding around on a horse slaughtering hundreds of dudes and uh it's very very fun then i also brought up a uh, warhammer 40k dawn of war 2 which was enjoyable for um, 15 minutes, an hour. And then I was kind of like, oh yeah, I didn't really enjoy this the first time I played it. Well, why didn't you enjoy it? Because I have that game, and I didn't play it for very long, and I can't remember why I didn't like it. It's, It's got everything I think I would want. Like, the, the RTS combat's fun and tactical and fun. Physic, like it's engaged you're not waiting a lot but right. you also don't have to be a click monster you have reasonably intelligent troops you give them sort of specific uh click monster did you like that i don't term? know for some reason that made me laugh oh uh, yeah i i gesticulated excellently <laughs> i think is what it was <laughs> just rubbing back and forth really fast um so you don't have to be a click monster uh but and it's got a really nice level up mechanic for your squads. They gain experience and equipment. It, it seems like it should be really fun. And it's compelling, but it's also... I think you and I have mentioned this to each other a couple of times recently. This amount of time the game expects you to invest. Mm. Right? And it's yeah. a game that clearly has a lot of content that... You know, it, it adds to the story or whatever, but it's stuff that's there to just inc be a time right. eater. Levels that are fun, maybe, but very long. Hour and a half, two hour long levels. I, I think your summary of, it seems like everything I would expect I'd want. Yeah. Describes most RTSs for me. Huh, okay. I don't know. I really enjoyed Planetary Annihilation. Um I actually, I bought that game recently and thought that was really, really fun. And uh, because you could get, you could do ridiculous nonsense very quickly, mm -hmm. right? You could destroy a planet in under an hour. And even if you don't finish the map, that's a nice payoff. I blew up a world, you know? Huzzah! Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so those would be the two big ones obviously some more binding as i mentioned earlier uh i also played infamous uh second oh, yeah. last light the one that was free i haven't played it so um i really enjoyed slacking. it it was short which i found compelling <laughs> I, I i i sat down to play more of that game i played for 10 minutes and then it ended and i actually said aloud fuck it's over me who's always complaining about like how oh, long games are, how yeah. long games are that's a, you know that that I found that compelling a free game that I was like man I wish there was more content here yeah so compared with Binding of Isaac which I'm still playing like forty yeah. hours a week yeah four months later do you get paid to play that game God I wish I should start billing someone see if see if something happens 
<laughs> just start mailing <laughs> bills to old all, people. All I know, <laughs> I th- they're they're working on expansion. Uh, Sheila Kerklaskowitz in <laughs> frigging like Irving, Idaho. Dear sir gets or madam, this, yeah. Dear sir or madam, as I, you may or may not be aware, no, I've been no, playing no, a no. great deal. No, 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 no letter, just an invoice. <laughs> just an invoice. <laughs> Forty hours at uh, twenty three dollars. I'm just gonna put B O I on it. <laughs> B-O-I colon R. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, the other game that I got, if you can call it a game, is Hatoful Boyfriend. Mm. The Pigeon Dating Sim. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's... um. Every birdie loves this guy. Yeah. It's not fun. <laughs> like, it's, it's not a fun... So, I figured out you have to approach it not as a game, because it's a boring ass it's game. a dating sim it's like truck simulator it's you a know? novel you, you approach it as a novel ah. you're reading about a click only through human novel. in a school for sentient birds <laughs> it's but it's so amazing every time i play it though i'm like i am not drunk enough to be playing this i right need now. to be way drunker so, than i am at this so i haven't moment. gotten that far into it but i mean just so there's this there's it's, this it's youtuber really, it's, it's so well done there's no. this YouTuber I follow, uh, Press Heart to Continue or something like that. She does the co-optional podcast, and she does a, a Let's Play of Hato Fool Boyfriend that's quite good. It's I, I'm going to have to look her up. I, I wouldn't recommend anyone buy it, per se. I got it on sale for like five bucks, and so I was like, shit, yeah, I'll buy your fucking pigeon dating game. I guess fucking pigeon game yeah um <laughs> do you do that do you actually fuck a pigeon in that i don't game? know i haven't gotten that far yeah press heart to continue wow i got it um but it's just it's just weird and dystopian enough to be really in up my alley oh does it turn into like a cthulhu because I mean, that would the, be amazing the, if it the whole thing ends up being like Cthulhu getting summoned from the depths. It has one of those things I really like where you are I don't know in a setting. I do with that. It, like the setting is is a really strange environment, and you just piece that together. Like Adventure Time, people think it's a post-apocalyptic thing, and. Adventure Time. Yeah. You just... Oh, did you see Sean's yeah. head? Fucking just like he was like a like a Velociraptor in fucking Jurassic Park, man. <laughs> What did uh, you say? What's your song? It, Sing your coffee time song, Sean. Oh, Sean uh, has a coffee. Time I do song. have a coffee time song. Do, do you remember it? It's in my head every time. Oh, uh, um, coffee time. Come on, bring your friends. We're going to drink down many cups with. You can do this. You uh, can do this. I have faith. <laughs> Cheer with me, Matt. Go, Sean. <laughs> with cream, the friend. Think about it. See if you can get there. In the meantime, while you think about it, yeah. I'm gonna say so. You know, the setting of the they'll show like some skyscrapers that have collapsed. You you are off since you're you're a human, but you're often referred to as a hunter gatherer. You live in a cave. I mean, then this is really a spoiler. This is all in the first thirty minutes. Yeah, you live in a cave, which is pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I just got a text from. This is relevant. I just got a text from my wife. I plugged in your DS because it was flashing red light at me. It seemed unhappy, so I fed it. <laughs> uh, that's but, that's yeah. fantastic. Uh, so he, the the setting of a TOEFL boyfriend is compelling. They've mentioned, like, uh, just Google this guy. He's the first sentient bird who had a blog. 
And I almost Googled it. I was like, oh, this is in the game. Uh, you should have <laughs> Googled it. Yeah. I, I bet you there would have been some amazing, amazing fanfic there. Yeah. I, uh, I Just with like a word or two. So I've, I've read that there's some really, there's some endings, different endings that can really like pay off amazingly. Uh-huh. And so I need to get to it. I mean, it's the thing about dating You need dating to get Sims. serious about your Hotofu boyfriend. Yeah. All right. It's the thing about dating Sims where you can skip the scenes you've already seen. But since I have to read everything... I just it's slow yeah so but it's an amazing it's an amazing experience I, I'll report back next next podcast and just be like oh my god <laughs> alright well on that note let's uh, move on to this evening's topic what is this evening's topic uh R-N-G R-N-G-S-S I, mm, I like that I like that that's a that's a common thing oh is it yeah like thank you r and Jesus. I I never heard that before. Yeah, that's. I uh, feel like a a darn fool. I, I that's that's who you pray to when you're trying to get that D twenty roll. Uh, I don't believe in prayer. I find it to be a well, that's disappointing why, endeavor. That's why you're a terrible D and D player, and you should feel bad. That's why I DM. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, RNG mechanics and game. This was your idea this evening. Uh, I submitted butts last week and was utterly unprepared to actually discuss them. So I feel like it's your yeah, turn. Yeah, I, you, I called you out on that. Oh, you did, man, and I was not ready. I was I more was, ready than you were. You too. were on the game. You showed up ready to play. Um, yeah, so RNG mechanics. I, I wanted to talk about when RNG is fun, when mm. RNG isn't Never. fun. Always. <laughs> <laughs> when, when something... I, when something is like so you can tell when rng isn't fun like a loot system that just is not giving you loot at an appropriate rate or um when you always feel screwed but then there's that sweet spot of rng where you're just fucking addicted to it um and so i want to talk about that have you guys experienced that i don't sean i don't know how much you game but even something like even something like D has that rng D D has it also board games to a massive extent have it well yeah i mean any any card or board bang game, is know. a kind of perfect it's not I rng mean, arguably but... that's all gambling really is is sure. rngs right so yeah so i mean let's talk about that what's let's start first with um what's your favorite game that's based solely on rng that's not Binding of Isaac. That's obviously the answer. <laughs> <laughs> solely on RNG? Right. So, like, how counter, pure are we interpreting solely? A counter solely? example would be uh, Dark Souls, which is 100% not RNG. It's like all, all drops are completely planned, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, I mean, there's RNG in what enemies drop sometimes, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, as far as fighting something it's about your skill i see I as see. opposed to you know magic the gathering where what am i going to draw there's there's some metagame but what am i going to draw next is that you know there's rng is a key mechanic of the game Let's well say what's, that. what's really interesting about it right is i was like okay what other terms could we apply to this and i was going to be like well you know deterministic right like hmm. that's uh should we say what rng means <laughs> yeah <laughs> De- definitions are always good it's a it, so we're just talking about games that are based on random number generators or have an element of randomness to them which 
to some extent, all games do more or less. Well, no, there are pure strategy games, right? Like yeah, chess well, has no yeah, random yeah, and that—that's what I was going to say. With the exception of you know purely deterministic games, when right? When you're asking Where, me about deterministic games, did you want me to say chess? I should have said chess. Well, that was what I was about to say. Is with the exceptions of things that there's always a discrete response to a single thing. Well, you I th- know, I feel like a lot of this uh, pro games. Ha- are are not not don't rely on rng well pro games like csgo league of legends starcraft those are yeah. all very strategy based and the team who has the better strategy is gonna win sure sure the and, I, and I, I wouldn't dis disqualify a game like league or uh you know dota or anything like that from being not having major rng mechanics i would agree they're, they're intended to be as you know player skill incorporating as possible you know starcraft is a good example of that there's some amount of randomness but players have maps they just ban or whatever right because they're a little too random for competition sure um and so you know there's that element too the degree to which players can control it uh so anyway but to your question favorite use of an rng yeah let's say a game where rng is important at this point we could say almost any board game or a game that is um i i really on the on the machine you know the computer i would say ftl is probably you know if we don't count binding of isaac because that's the answer (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then I would have to say FTL is on that list. I think it's a list, though. It's I don't think it's one game. I think there's no. been a lot. Um, it's in a my, big ask for me to say what's your best. Yeah. In my early gaming life, um, Asheron's Call was this MMO I played the shit out of back in the day, and that had huge and just crippling RNG mechanics, uh, but was really compelling and fun at the time it Mm -hmm. had this great magic system that you know spells were based off recipes and no one in the game world knew them (laughs) and so in the early years of the game it was just people being like fuck just put random shit together to figure out what these spells are and uh the more a spell was cast the less powerful it was so you had these like dudes in the like world? in the game world. The oh. more the more frequently a spell was cast, the less powerful it was. So it created this hoarding, where like people who figured out what spells were didn't fucking tell you. That's really yeah, compelling. Yeah. It was really cool. It didn't last very long. Sure. Right, because automated tools came about, and then they turned off that system because it didn't really stand up in the face of that but scale that's, that's players still pretty cool but it was a really cool idea yeah and uh but that's all if if it's not rng it's there's this element of power play there too i guess you right. know but anyway those would be two that i'd mention how, how about you sean what? um deadlands almost certainly um yeah is, deadlands is fantastic and deadlands is actually I would say probably more determinist or less deterministic than D and D. Well, um, what's what's great about Deadlands is its broad use of of like mechanical styles, yeah. and its but, mechanics are really novel. I mean, you you play game hands of cards. Cards can be used to determine random characters really easily. What, yeah. Can you? What is Deadlands? Can you give a uh, Deadlands is uh, an RPG um, that is. It's a pen and RPG. paper yeah, tabletop yeah. RPG. Pen and paper, not not necessarily tabletop, right? Like, yeah. That tends to denote 
uh, connot- what, connotate, I guess, denote, whatever. Denote. War games uh, um, and, and like <clears throat> Warhammer, stuff gotcha. like that. But pen and paper. It's a pen and paper yeah. RPG. Um, set in the West, the Weird West, um, with, I don't know, mythical beasts that you fight and, and stuff. Right. Um, but a lot of the mechanics are dice rolling or cards, and card hands can determine how well you do at a spell. You can use them to create characters. There's and also it, some great mechanics with poker chips. Yeah, and for being very simple, it's it's really good at creating, making it easy to create novel, you know, things that have depth to them. Right. Like, not just sets of stats, but characters. Well, it's a weird West, right? It's a Western setting, but we repurposed it to a Firefly-ish toned sci-fi universe. Right. And it's worked great. It's a great rule set Mm -hmm. for kind of a bit spaghetti X, you know, spaghetti sci-fi, spaghetti Western, spaghetti whatever. Right. Um, Spaghetti colonialism. That's kind of a weird... (laughs) Somebody needs to make that movie. (laughs) Spaghetti colonialism. <laughs> I just want to see the spaghetti Christopher Columbus landing. Sp- spaghetti Montezuma. He just starts. He just starts shooting and start and stealing food from the Indians. Just drunk the whole time. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we've mentioned a couple times on podcasts, but I haven't gone into it too much. But I, I love card games. Um, yeah, you do. You know what I, game RNG really fails on? Just as a side note, was that transistor? <laughs> it's just that it was our obligatory transistor dig. I don't, I I'll, I'll accept that. Um, <laughs> What's so funny is we're like neither of us actually dislike transistor that much. We've just decided. Actually, I was um, I was just hanging out the other day and I saw my friend log in and start playing transistor. I was like, oh. Uh, tell me what you think of that game. I want to know what you think. And he's he's telling me all about the combat and how uh-huh. cool it is and yeah. how much he likes it. And I'm like, oh, huh. Okay. But he, he does live in Colorado and has a lot of access to weed. So he's oh, probably well, like yeah. up on that while he was playing it, which I think would improve it a lot. I'm sure it doesn't hurt. Uh, so I was going to say with, with card games, the, what I love about card games is you do this initial meta this initial planning of you're basically setting up your odds Mm -hmm. and then when you're playing the game you're strategizing based on okay i have a pretty good idea of what's left in my deck what i might draw next you know what how much what i draw will help me in this current situation and then and so the the randomness of it gives it a real there's meaning to it because you know what might happen you have a good idea of, of you have a little bit of a future site, and so that it has meaningfulness there. But then it also kind of. It, we should say, I think, when you say card games, I mean like Magic: The Gathering. Yeah, you're not referencing poker and stuff like that. I, I think that still applies for poker. You know, like the, the you blackjack. You know, you have an idea of what cards next. Okay. Not so much the pre meta game part. Yeah. Um. But still, yeah, the, the actual is pretty, working the deck and the other players. Yeah, the metagame is pretty set on blackjack and, sure. and poker. But for for magic, for which I actually don't play, for Pokemon, for um, Warhammer Invasion, which is my game of choice, 
Warhammer uh, Invasion. I'm a sucker for that Warhammer world, man. Dude, I'm surprised I haven't taught you that. You have yeah. not talked to we me sh- about this before. Should, Begin immediately. We should go through that. No, but, we have to have a nerdgasm about this right now. Uh, okay. What is Warhammer Invasion? Warhammer Invasion is a living card game created by Fantasy Flight Games. Living card game is kind of the foil to collectible card game. So in a collectible card game, you spend massive amounts of wealth for booster packs where you kind of are gambling for a certain rarity of cards. In a living card game, they release packs at regular intervals that have a set grouping of cards in them with the max amount of cards you're allowed to have in a deck. So when you buy a a booster pack, you know all the cards you're getting, and you're getting enough to fill a deck with it. So it's a really sustainable way to play a card game. If you main one color, you can kind of focus on what... If you're if you have a particular deck, you can focus the strategy. Cool. Uh, so the the actual game mechanic is um, one thing that I really like, which is the every card, every unit in this game or buildings are your resources and your attack power. So there's no energy cards like in Magic, which I feel like waste a lot of space and choice in your deck construction. Magic players would argue with me, but they're full of shit. Cause, um, I don't really know anything about Magic. I I used to know a tiny amount, and I know less than I that I know now. more than I should for someone who's only played it like five times. Well, you're a, you've worked on card games for a number of I, years. I worked with a couple of pro Magic players, and you kind of learned some stuff from them. I was going to say, I imagine it's inevitable that you learned some stuff about that stuff. Yeah. And things. Yeah, like, all what I know of Magic is like high-level professional play. And deck construction for draft or whatever. Um, so in, in Warhammer Invasion, uh, instead of trying to kill your enemy outright, you have three different zones to attack. So you have to balance your resources versus how you're going to defend all of your zones versus how much money you're going to put into attacking. Um and it, it's a pretty fun... It, the flavor is really good. The, the mechanics are really fun. It has the same thing that I love of, of setting up the, the your meta for your deck beforehand. And and there's the there's the randomness of it. You know, you you might not get what you need. Your deck's not gonna work every time. Warhammer's a great example of RNG mechanics, actually. Um, the the tabletop game? Yeah, the Did tabletop I use that term correctly this time. The, the tabletop game. Hey man, definitions are important. You tell your teachers that, kids. The uh seriously though the nice thing that the Warhammer tabletop games do is they, you know, you're talking about Deadlands, right? Yeah. One of the issues with Deadlands is it it does have multiple different uh, mechanics. It's got cards, dice, the relationship between the two. Don't get me wrong, I love Deadlands, and I do agree overall it's a fairly simple setting. But there are some complications there. And one of the nice things that the 40K does is it's all based off of D6s. Right, So there's this standardization, which when you talk about RNG, particularly as you begin to add mechanics and depth, standardizing the way uh, those systems are scaled and the way they're you know, enumerated it is really important to making them understandable. And so you know 40k it has tons of rules it has this massive rule book i mean it's i mean they're literally called codexes yes they they're not insubstantial and there's dozens if not you know uh 50 or 60 even of these 
tiny rules that have these things, but they're all based off of the same D6 rolls. And so that makes that possible. And I think for an RNG system, FTL is another good example where there's really only a couple of basic things. There's your fuel, there's your health, and there's your like ship parts, basically. There's a couple of things that you have to balance, right? So there's this simplicity. Uh, and I think for RNG stuff, that's important. That, that clarity is really important. So that kind of transitions to something I wanted to touch on, which is... We're talking about computer games. We're talking about tabletop board games, card games. What, between the two of them, I mean, board games, obviously, all of the randomness is above board. If you wanted to be nerdy enough, you could calculate expected value. You could calculate, you know, all this stuff. And in video games, it's abstracted. And so all you know is a feeling for how random things are. I mean, how does that affect the way that you play that versus the way that you would play a tabletop game? Well, in that case, right, I mean, I think about Binding of Isaac. I have sort of made a conscious decision to embrace the randomness of that game. Mm -hmm. So earlier tonight, there was that random card generation item. And you were like, man, it's not that good. And I was like, I don't know. I've kind of just decided to fucking use those things because they're fun and when you get to those kinds of systems i think you have to decide do you play them cautiously or do you just kind of embrace them and hope that you get hilarity out of it uh that's how i approach it anyway i think i think the thing that i'm chasing is what what makes you know the hilarity and the fun comes from something rng but what makes it that like what makes a random thing fun versus frustrating? Is it is it like a ratio of payoff? Does, do you guys have any insight of this, or is, am I just chasing my tail on this? No, no, no. I, I see what you're saying. I think it's really hard to define. I mean, you need a, you, a, a case study. And I think we're going to probably use Binding of Isaac, but we're not because fuck that game. That game sucks worse than Transistor. Hey. I wouldn't touch your mother like that. Why would you? So instead of that, we're going to use FTL because we haven't talked enough about FTL. Yeah. Have you played it? A little bit. Uh, How how much is a little bit? It's not my cup of tea. It's not your thing. I think I mentioned earlier, I don't know if it was on cast or not, about how how, uh, it was about how the the science fiction and space stuff kind of turns me off. That's, that's, That's weird. It is weird. I don't understand that. I like StarCraft, though. Yeah, well, StarCraft is... It's StarCraft. Yeah. Uh, Well, let's think about it this way, then, when it comes to the the sort of pleasure threshold for RNG, right? I think you said that wrong. I think you meant pleasure threshold. I I think I meant pleasure threshold. (laughs) Um, I think I could do that better. But anyway, <laughs> well, you could edit it in yeah. better. I'll I'll just do like seventy three takes, no more, no less. Uh, I got this. This is you just derailed me here with the I'm pleasure sorry. threshold. Um, it was important. So I guess I'll have to say this whole sentence over to see if I can resume my thought process here. Uh, when we come to pleasure threshold and RNG mechanics, I think a big component of it is the amount of effect randomness has. 
versus the duration of that effect, right? So, mm. like, if you're playing for 30 hours and RNG drastically impacts your abilities of a single instance of yourself over 30 hours, whatever that is, and you can get crippled by that, that's no good, mm-hmm. right? That's clearly not fun. If that same thing is true, but the time spent is half an hour, 45 minutes, and you're crippled, that's maybe not fun, but it's not rage-inducing. Sure. And I think good RNG takes not fun, sort of that, like, that it's a risk, right? Mm -hmm. And balances it with just frequent enough and what the percentages are on that i think that depends a lot on gameplay mechanics sure um i don't think you could quantify that particularly uh as a general rule maybe you could but i certainly can't i'm not a mathematician of that caliber that's an interesting insight into that i think another another thing that really helps is in that in rng a lot of times you have you'll randomly receive prizes and the strength of those prizes will vary. Mm -hmm. So you'll have a feeling of, especially in loot systems, you'll get this a lot where like, I expect a certain amount of loot as a certain amount of cadence as I'm playing, you know, that's just in Diablo and any MMO you're playing. Wildstar is a game I played recently that suffered from this in a lot of ways. That's, I mean the, the, the tuning of when you get a certain amount of loot well, is well, not that just when Wildstar had this issue with um, it had a lot of systems layered on loot that were all RNG based. Mm-hmm. So the loot drop was RNG. The stats of that loot drop were RNG, right? The rune slots, which are the way you upgrade it, were RNG, and right. you needed specific rune slots to upgrade for specific class characteristics. Well, right. So that's three layers of random number generation right to get loot out the door and that drove players nuts you need to have an expectation of what's going to happen and even in Dest- in destiny they had the same kind of thing where they had the purple engram at launch they had the purple engrams that would give you a random from purple or below and, and pe- i would draw your attention to the duration that underlies all of these right things we're talking about you would almost never see a purple engram and then yeah. you'd get one and it would unlock a white and you would yep. just be you would be annoyed and you've been playing for 40 hours at that point yeah. hoping for one right right and that's the thing is it comes to this whereas binding of isaac we could, we had a run you know it wasn't a horrible run but compared to the first run was kind of kind of shitty right and we were fine with that. It was kind of fun to have right. a fucked off run because the previous run had been kind of special. It wasn't a winner. Well, and I would say that the, the fucked up runs are the things that make the great runs great. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you can't have a, like a god tier unless you have a shit tier. But, you know, again, in MMOs, when you talk about an MMO, what's the thing that gives you that feeling? It's the party. The loot isn't really the thing. You Getting that loot feels great. Mm-hmm. But really, the party is the thing that gives you that god-tier moment, right? Because you guys fucking crush whatever that challenge is. Right. And that's the thing about binding is when you crush that challenge, the randomness really helps underlie that. The, the tough run- runs that are really just fucked. But those tough runs are short. Yeah. 
And I, I, I know I keep harping on that, but I think well-done randomness really pays attention to this temporal aspect. Randomness that's done well in MMOs doesn't affect core components of you as a player. Yeah. You know? I I know we keep coming back to minding, but I, I really believe it's one of the best design games. Not even from a flavor standpoint, but mechanically. It's one of the best design games I've played in a long time. Yeah, I mean, we both have some boners for that game. I, I don't think that's not true. Yeah. I, if we compared boners, I'm sure mine would be... I'm sure that's something this this podcast audience would love. <laughs> uh, well, we'll let them write in on that topic and, you know, vote. Uh, Team I, Edward. It, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, is there any anything else anyone wants to say about this? I feel like... Uh, well, let's do this. I mean, back to the kind of the butts way of doing things. What What's a game you felt like... I mean, we did talk about penises. We hit penises. I think, I think vaginas have to come in here. Uh, that's an interesting way to phrase that. Um, <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, you know, e- equal opportunity. Yeah. I think yeah. that's important. What's a, what's a game you feel like really botched RNG? And I know we, we mentioned some. Oh, so you're drawing the poop connection. Yeah, wor- uh, like worst butt in a video game. Oh, man. Oh, man. You're really breaking my heart. Always got to go with the bad parts of butts. I, I'm better at this than you, I think. Uh, the- yeah. Uh, so, Earthworm Jim. So really fucked RNG up. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Uh, really fucked RNG. Yeah. I mean, Wildstar, man. Honestly, for me in recent time, Wildstar boned itself with its RNG stuff. I think... It's high-level play. You would commit... I spent three hours clearing a dungeon and I didn't get anything. Yeah. Why would I keep playing that game? I think Diablo 3 at launch was a great example of it because they had this real au- this this real money auction house that they needed to they needed to fund so you would spend hours getting loot and it wouldn't be good for your class yeah and you'd yeah. have to sell it and oh man diablo 3 but but they i think that they saw the error of their ways because in the after they made a fucking fortune but the expansion they were like you know what the real money auction house isn't fun. They got rid of it. To their credit. I mean, to their credit, but they made so much money that I I really, I find it hard to give them credit, I, you know? I give them credit in the sense of, if you're making a shit ton of money off of something, to say, you know what? This isn't fun. We're getting rid of it because it's not fun. We're going to change the loot system so that every loot drop is is great for your character. Yeah. You know, it, I I, to, I agree. When they made those changes, Diablo three became a much better game. I played Diablo three when I moved to DC and I didn't have any friends and I didn't have anything to do. I played so much Diablo three because yeah. it was fun then. Yeah. It was like I'm putting in this work and I'm getting gear. I have a wizard who can like shoot amazing fireballs out of his ass. While I he's had it on a PS three and I, I had a max level whatever it was. Uh, sorcerer or something like that i forget there's it's wizard there's witch doctor there's... i think it must have been wizard uh but and I, I you know like i said i really enjoyed it i played it i bought it when it came out because i grew up on diablo man diablo one was i remember riding in the back of the car with the fucking manual to that game and a little flashlight reading it on the way home from buying it and just being like 
This is the best lore I've ever read. Have I told you my Diablo story? So I, I grew up in a kind of conservative Christian household. Okay. I, I bought Diablo, uh-huh. uh, like Treasure Box, which yeah, was like yeah. Diablo, Diablo 2, and the expansion. And I have the game on my desk, and I'm installing the game. And my dad comes up and goes, Diablo, I don't know if I like you playing that. I go, no, 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 no. You fight Diablo in this game. And he goes, oh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you kill Satan. You really do. You go and you, you yeah. kill him. It's all about being a good, angelic hero. He's so, like, it's so funny with that. Like, you're not allowed to watch Nickelodeon. Play a game with a bunch of demons. Are, are you fighting the demons? You're killing demons? That's cool. That's fine. That, that's very Christian. I'm okay with How that. How Christian of you. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. No, I I uh I was an eager anticipator of Diablo two, and I beat that, and I bought Diablo three, and I beat that. You know. Have Have you played Path of Exile? A little bit. Uh, our friend is really into that game, or was at any rate. I I really liked it. I before I got back on the Diablo three kick, I was on a. Everything I play though, this is the problem I have: is every game I play that's in that genre feels like a not quite as good Diablo game. Like, even when Diablo had the real money auction house, to me, when I went and played Torchlight, I was like, it's just not as good as... I mean, Diablo is just a better game. It's flawed with this loot system they have in place. I think Path of Exile has come into its own since then. Yeah, so I haven't played it in a long time. So I I can't really... Plus, that has... um, That's more of like an MMO kind of thing, right? No, it's, it's... It's pretty Diablo-ish. It, oh, it's okay. just that the skill, the skill, not the skill tree. The skills are gems, like in yeah, and you can. It's like a Final Fantasy, that Final Fantasy skill tree, right? Where Final it's Fantasy like a path yeah. where you can sort of guide how you go and yeah, blend skills really naturally. Um, it looked cool. I mean, don't get me wrong, I wasn't crapping on it. I just didn't play enough, and I didn't love it. That's one of those career games. Yeah, like I, I in my mind, I have these games that's like. If I only played one game and it was this, I could have a lot of fun with I it. could do that. But yeah. as someone who likes to dabble in a lot of different games and see what's mm-hmm. going on in the gaming community, like Path of Exile is hard to get into. It's, it's one of those games. A lot of the great content is end game content. And if you're not going to invest, you know, yeah. 200 well, hours in it, you're not going to see it. I don't really love that philosophy of gaming. A lot of the great content is endgame content. I think it's a good. Let's I think look it's back. Important. Let's let's take it full circle. You know how much of Chrono Trigger's really awesome content is early game content. A pretty good amount, actually. Well, like, except the like twelve different endings. Sure, but but Chrono Trigger has great content spaced throughout the whole game. Sure. Right. Like I don't want to have to spend. 20 hours 50 hours 100 hours to get to that good content Mm. and maybe that's a that's an rng thing there not really but you know (laughs) trying to tie it back in somehow yeah well i feel like with those career games it's kind of like with its whole end game content is the the gear that you're getting and drop that's dropping doesn't matter until your max level yeah you know and so that's part of it. There's no real incentive to care early on, you right. know? Like, why should I be engaged if really what I'm doing is just 
killing time until I get to this other place. Yeah, it should really should go the opposite direction, shouldn't it? Because you you don't have a thing to keep you in the game when you start. You're well, just there's to learn a the game, pretty then... substantial economy based around MMOs, which use the philosophy I'm shitting all over. Well, so I think I think those games that the majority of the content is endgame, they spend a lot of time working on... I mean, I've worked in games, so, the, the you know, you spend a lot of time focusing on the endgame stuff because a lot of your users that are going to be spending money yeah. long-term are going to be doing the endgame stuff. But you want to get people to that point. So you also spend a lot of time in in the in the section leading up to it. Not as much. You don't create as much content for it. But you're... You need to get people to that point. You know, you need to get people compelled up to that point, right? And so you have to have an interesting story. You have to get people in there. and So that they spend that sweet money, yo. I actually think Diablo did a terrible job with that. Yeah. Because you finish the story and you're like level it's like, 12. Play again. Yeah, I mean, you basically, in Diablo, you basically replay the story yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah. So. All right, all right. Do we have anything else we want to talk about with, with this? I I don't know. It seems like I RNG really, has kind of died off. I really want to go play a card game now. Yeah, Maybe, I I kind of I kind of want to play Jenga. I'm trying to stay. I, that's I, some RNG shit right there. I know in the back of my mind that I can get my fix by going and going to a game store and playing Magic, but that's like it's like a former heroin addict being like, oh god, I just feel like I just you know if I I just need one, I just need one fix. And that'll be good. What was that movie you watched, Pain and Gain, last night? Yeah. About the alcoholism guy? I, I've never seen that. Yeah, but... it's all right. It was good. We enjoyed it. That's it was horrible, but we enjoyed it. I have a friend who's fallen to magic addiction. Let's put it like... this way. It was a Michael Bay movie that when it said Michael Bay, Sean and I were both like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it had like wow, a... that was far too good to be a Michael yeah, Bay it a, movie. It had a plot. It had like It was legitimately characters. funny. It was actually based on a true story. You didn't hate everyone in it? Yeah, you did. No, that's not true. I hated every single person. I, re- I really movie. liked. Uh, I really liked people. the woman, uh, the Russian woman. Oh, that's true. I really she liked was, her. She, she was, was rather nice. endearing. Yeah. She was endearing. She and... thought she was working for the CIA. No, she didn't. She just didn't. <laughs> she care. just didn't care. She I'm, was. I know. She was probably the smartest person in that whole movie. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Shows up. Has a lot of great sex. Gets paid a lot of money to do nothing except shop. And then testifies against them in court, gets a sweet deal, and leaves scot-free. Nobody ever That's pays true. any attention to her except yep. to treat her, you know. I, I mean, admit a, a little bit like property. We'll, we'll fess that up. But honestly, she came out of it ahead and had yeah. a really good That's time. That's true. She, she never all... looked like she wasn't having fun. That's true, actually. So I'd say, and that brings us to vaginas. <laughs> Well done. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, we just need to get it back to butts, and we're really done. I like butts. Can I you lie? I swear to the truth of that statement. <laughs> all right, good. Um, all right, what do you? What games are you gonna play? Uh, what am I gonna play next week? Uh, I kind of. I think that you and I should get together and play Warhammer, Warhammer Invasion. All right. So let's do that. All right. Um, as far as video, video games, I think, Vigia. I think I might go through my back catalog like you've been doing. Yeah, I think we should have a, a little back catalog romp. Maybe I'm going to just make a, a promise to myself to install every game in my Steam account and play it. That's my New Year's resolution right there. 
I think Matt is indicating that he has to milk a cow. No, no. I, I, it's close. I have to pee real bad. Oh, Drug all right. Casts. My next guess was wrestle a fire hose. <laughs> also <laughs> relevant. Uh, all right. Uh, what else are you going to play? I forgot what you said already. Warhammer Invasion. Yeah. Uh, Steam back catalog. So Steam back whatever catalog. Whatever that might mean. So some magical combination of Shiza. You, be a little more specific. you got to have something in your mind. Uh, Jamestown. Bullet hell game. Okay. Um, oh, I should play that RPG that you're always busting on a nut about. You know the one. Planescape What's, Torment? That one. Oh, yeah. I do bust a lot of nuts about Planescape Torment. Yeah, you're all Torment. about that game. That's, that's uh, such I a good game. I just have to install that with some mods. Man, I, you're wiggling like a wacky waving dude, inflatable I'm, I'm arm flailing to, tube man over there. I'm ready there. for you to p- finish the podcast while I go take uh, a piss. All right. Well, um, oh. And I might do some <laughs> Skyrim. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my damn. Yeah. Skyram, huh? So I'm going to... Um, Matt's just going to dip out. I guess I'll, I'll briefly tell you, what I'm going to play. Why don't you finish this up? Sean, why don't you tell us about what you're going to read while we... <laughs> Matt, Matt, run. Run, Matt. Just fucking go take that piss. There's fucking cats are in my way. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're perfect. Uh, Sean, Murder what are you going to play this what week? Am, I had not planned to play anything. Really. Well, you have to now. Oh, wow. Um, Let me... Th- see here probably more chrono trigger yeah that's a good choice I have, I have not done much of that really so it's a good choice that's a solid game also probably a lot of euclid the game if i get a chance euclid the game it's a browser-based game where you just do constructions like geometric constructions oh, that's cool for points very very nifty yeah do you, or like i don't even know anything about euclid explain more um so it will ask you it's, you can do like the basic constructions like create a line segment or draw a circle and it'll say like trisect this random line using your constructions and you have to trisect the line oh cool yeah <laughs> goku's being very cute i'm gonna play with the cats this okay. week i'm gonna say that's one of the games i'm playing because they're quite fun um I will also more than likely play some more Mountain Blade, and I will also be going through my Steam Back catalog, although I don't know what that will entail. Welcome back, Matt. Hey. I'm just basically quoting you uh, for my will plays, except with Mountain Blade added in. Um, I might play some more Bastion. I keep meaning to do that. And then, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to be playing. I might, uh, I might be playing some D&D. Um, now that the pressure on my bladder has re- uh, retracted some, uh, I remembered that I want to either play AI War or um, that other 4X game that is in space. Um, the, the Rebellion. Oh, fuck. What is it called? You know, it's it's got um, Sins aliens. of the Solar Empire? That one. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking I might, I just realized, Bravely Default, I'll probably revisit. Oh, I need to, uh, ugh, I need and, to play that. And I also think I'll probably revisit Planetary Annihilation since I mentioned it tonight. I forgot to mention I played the demo for Monster Hunter 4. Well, save it, because we're out of time. Fuck. I'm sorry, man, you had to go pee, I rambled about shit, I, you know. What it, is Sean gonna play next week? Sean's gonna play Euclid, and... What's that? It's, that like it's about building things. You'll hear it on the podcast. All right. You go pee, you miss out, all I right? Know.
and so sad. It's so sad. I could have waited like five minutes, although I couldn't have really read. Yeah, you looked like you were. I didn't have an empty bottle here. You were literally about to jelk a camel over there. I'm not familiar with that phrase, but that sounds accurate as to what was about. That's what your hand motion said you were doing. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. All right, on that lovely note. this was what are we called? Buttmost focus. No, we're called almost. Focused. Almost focus, and uh, we appreciate you listening. Yep. Thank you. Thank you.